Hello and welcome back to episode 24 of Double Reel. This is the second reel of our monthly magazine-style podcast for film nerds. Hopefully you've caught up with the first reel, had a brief intermission, and refueled ready to take on this mighty installment of nerdy film chat. If you haven't caught the first reel yet, please do go back to your app and download and listen to it so you're up to date with all the features we've covered already this month. These include our roundup of news and spotlight on some of the films we watched this month, our classic and recommended feature, The Wages of Fear, our hidden gem, Battle Royale, the one that got away about Mira Nea's Shantaram, and our remake, Hate Watch of Sorcerer. Now in Reel 2, we bring you our big conversation where we tackle a weighty topic and give it a fuller, i.e. longer, discussion. First, a very warm welcome back to my co-host, James Adamson. Thank you very much. Excited to get stuck into this. This month, we're going to have an in-depth discussion on the latest Academy Awards ceremony with our takes on the winners, losers, and biggest surprises, snubs, and event. Um... I don't really want to get into Will Smith because I think it's been discussed very heavily. He's been suspended for what he did. I think we discussed it actually on our sister podcast, um, uh, The Adamson's Versus. Uh, I think it's done and dusted. Will Smith shouldn't have done what he did. Uh, It's overshadowed the other things we actually want to talk about today, so we're going to leave it at that. The one thing I wanted to briefly mention, though, there was talk of him having his Oscar taken off him, which was ridiculous. I think his suspension was fair. He certainly shouldn't have his Oscar taken away from him while Roman Polanski, Harvey Weinstein and and Kevin Spacey still have theirs. But I thought it would be very interesting. If we were to take Oscars away from people for trans- transgressions, you have to give the Oscar to someone else, I think. It's like when someone loses their gold medal for doping, they, the next person in line gets the gets the gold or whatever. So if we were going to give the Oscars to someone instead for those four people, who would we give them to? Best actor does of 2021 that, if it's not Will Smith. Does that mean we're not... Does that mean Shakespeare and Love doesn't get any of its Oscars? Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, best actor for 2021 that wasn't Will Smith. Who was nominated again? Uh, well, Benedict Denzel Denzel was nominated. Be- Benedict Cumberbatch was nominated. Um, my pick from last year was Deb Patel in The Green Knight that we didn't get nominated. I know I'm probably the only person who loves the film that much. Um, the other nominees were um, uh, Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Andrew Garfield, Denzel Washington. Who for Denzel? Yeah, out of the nominees, I'd give it to Denzel. The... Uh, after that, the best director of 2022, if it's not Roman Polanski, if he's had his Oscar taken away for his sexual misconduct, who would you give it to? So from that year he won it? Yeah. Oh, because you said 2022. And you sorry, two, sorry, two, sorry, 2002. Sorry, best director of 2002 was oh. given to Polanski. So who would you give it to? I mean, the two that jumped out for me was Fernando Moreos for City of God and Scorsese for Gangs in New York. Uh, I like Gangs in New York, but there's parts of Gangs in New York are absolutely extraordinary. There's nothing else like it. The way he recreates kind of the the underworld of nineteenth century New York, but there are also other See, bits that don't work as well as his best films. If we're taking uh, Polanski's Oscar from that year, can we also take Nicole Kidman's offer? <laughs> I don't think I don't think we can do. That. I know she's done nothing wrong, but uh, I, I I would give it to the City of God guy, Fernando Moreas. Yeah, we'll do. Go, yeah, go for that because that wasn't nearly nominated enough. So, if we're going to take Spacey's uh, Oscars off him, the first, that one would include um, Best Actor of 1999. Who else was nominated that year? Russell Crowe was nominated for The Insider. I mean, Edward Norton made Fight Club that year. Um, I thought John Cusack was amazing in Being John Malkovich and Forrest Whitaker in Ghost Dog, but neither of them were, were nominated. I think Russell Crowe for The Insider kind of jumps out. Uh... Yeah, I mean that anyone but Spacey. 
Um, I don't like Sean Penn, who was. I mean, I, I mean, even before the awards, you know, even before the the news came out about his uh, his misconduct, I thought American Beauty was overrated. Um, it wasn't a. There wasn't the strongest ever like year. I mean, Sean Penn was nominated for Sweet and Lowdown, which isn't. It's not really stood the test of time. Denzel Washington was nominated again for The Hurricane. He is very good in that. Uh, I would probably give it to Russell Crowe for The Insider. I mean, he does play a, a quite an unusual character for him as well. He really, he really go, went for it in that. Yeah, and then he also won for a usual suspect. Yeah, best supporting actor of 1995. I mean, the, the other people nominated that year were Ed Harris for Apollo 13, James Woods for Casino, Alan Rickman, Sense and Sensibility, Joaquin Phoenix to Die For. So, nostalgically, I think it's a shame that Alan Rickman never won an Oscar. So if he won for that, that would be justice, I think. Yeah, you can go for that. And I mean, the, the 1998 one is dead easy. Harvey Weinstein won an Oscar as a producer of Shakespeare in Love. Uh, so it's very easy to 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 change that because Saving Private Ryan should have won any Best Picture that year. From literally <laughs> yeah, any literally film any from film, any porno film, any film from nineteen ninety eight. Pick so, one and it wins the yeah, best act, uh, best yeah, film. Yeah, I thought that was just an interesting thought exercise. But I mean, really, we're talking about the winners and losers this year. But I mean, it's also partly about the ceremony itself. And I thought it'd be interesting, mate. Can, can you remember the first Oscar ceremony that you actually watched? The first time I actually became aware of the Oscars Ooh. and went, you know, I went, all right, here, here are the Oscars. Here's who's won. Even if it was the highlights later and you see a few of the speeches and everything. So the, um, the, the first time you were fully aware of an Oscars ceremony and, I mean, and, and, I who, and who won and who them. didn't. I was aware of them before I watched the full ceremony, but I'd probably say the 2014 Oscars. So for the year of 2013, so sure. like 12 Years a Slave, um, Dallas Buyers Club, Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, I mean, in a, in a way, I mean, do you think Justice was done that year? I mean, 12 Years a Slave certainly was my pick for Best Picture that year. I would have given Best Actor to Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, me Matthew too. McConaughey was very good as well. Yeah, um, me too. Anything, I don't know, I can't remember who won Best Sporting Actor that year. Um, or Best Sporting Actress. Oh, Lupita Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave. Best Actress was, can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, um... That was a pretty. That was a pretty justified year. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go along with that. I mean, it was. Uh, it's interesting because the first Oscar ceremony I can remember is the the ceremony for the nineteen eighty five awards, and so I'm, 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 I remember seeing probably highlights. I'm sure I didn't stay up and watch the whole ceremony, so I'm watching the highlights of the uh, of of the of the episode. I'm just young enough for it to be like when I used to watch Match of the Day back then and not be one hundred percent aware that I wasn't watching the full match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and. Oddly enough, the big story from that year was that um, The Colour Purple was passed over, got 11 nominations and didn't win anything. And, you know, Spielberg wasn't even nominated for Best Director. But that passed me by because I wasn't aware, because I was just watching the ceremony, do you know what I mean? So I wasn't aware really, oh, why hasn't Spielberg won? And I do remember some of the films that year. <clears throat> I think Harrison Ford was nominated for Best Actor and he was an actor I'd really heard of, like I'd seen Star Wars and Indiana Jones, you know? Um, so him being nominated kind of caught my eye and that was the year that William Hurt was nominated it was weird at the time you just sort of see the ceremony and go it's amazing the films that are kind of a most prominent because Preetzi's Honour was mentioned over and over and over again that ceremony and it doesn't get mentioned now but it is a very good film it, it's kind of interesting looking back and thinking the films that got mentioned back then are probably not necessarily the, the big films from that year if you see what I mean yeah, you sort of you know try you know looking back, and I certainly missed all the politics around the around the ceremony, but of course neither of those ceremonies kind of um, have the controversy that happened this year. But what did you think of the actual winners and losers this year in the Oscars? 
Um, I mean, should we go through the nominees list and see what sort of trends we can see? Best supporting yeah. actress is the first, uh, the first one. Actually, best who won best supporting actor? Oh, best supporting actor was. Uh, Troy Gotzer, is that right? Yeah, Troy Gotzer from Coda. I think that was quite a popular win, wasn't it? Um, he seems like a very popular guy. And uh, the uh, that film kind of jumped out a little bit and kind of just caught everyone's uh, caught everyone's imagination this year, didn't it? Yeah. Um, it's a, it seems like a very wholesome film. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's a word that's getting used a lot. And Best Supporting yeah. Actress was Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. I think over the years, musicals, get a lot of recognition in the Oscars. I think people have a lot of respect for someone who can sing and dance and act. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and she's come. she comes from Broadway. She's a Broadway person who's doing films. And I think there's a story about when she was asked to audition for West Side Story. She was asked at the last minute, like the night before, you know, she just finished a show and at 11 o'clock, she's kind of toweling herself down after an exhausting kind of Broadway performance. And they're asking her if she can go and see Spielberg at 11 o'clock the next day to audition. And she turns up and she says to Spielberg of all people, says, look, I don't think I can read for you now because I haven't had a chance to prepare for the part. Can I have a bit more time and come back and read for you? Which is kind of ballsy, do you know what I mean? To kind of actually be able to say that to Spielberg. And Spielberg said, okay, because that's the kind of guy he is. I think he respected that. And she got more more time to kind of prepare for her audition and, and got the part. And now she's one best supporting actress on basically a film debut. But she's, you know... I think if, if if you're a successful Broadway person, I think it's, it's the same when um, Mark Ryland started doing films. There's this respect for stage actors, you know? Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add no, to no, what you sorry. just said. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? it, it was almost inevitable that, that someone from a musical it, it was going to win an Oscar because they always do. I mean, you know, they, they're always well rewarded and that's just the way it goes. Um I'm not sure I'd have given it to anyone else. I thought Judy Dench was great in Belfast. Um, I'm not sure it, it, you know, you know, it would it should, should knock her to one side. Best costume design. I don't know if costume design kind of, you know, it takes a lot of your attention. I mean, June was nominated. I thought the costumes were amazing in June. I would probably have given it to Nightmare Alley because I thought everything looked amazing in that film. But Cruella was the winner. Um, whatever. Um. Yeah. I mean, that award's usually given to a film that is shit. Yeah. But they're doing that thing where they want a film to have an Academy Award to generate more money for the film industry. It's def- it definitely had a lot of backing. Definitely had a lot of backing. Great Gatsby. If I was to tell you that Great Gatsby won two Oscars, you'd punch me in the throat. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. That's to be honest, not, not, to be, to not the original one. The original one's pretty shit, but the one Jack Baz Luhrmann did was also pretty shit. Yeah. And that won two Oscars. So. Yeah, I know. Um, he does make his films look good, though. I just can't stand to watch them. Um Best sound was Dune. I don't think that's controversial. The sound design yeah, was immense, the was immense for that film. Yeah. Best original score was Hans Zimmer for Dune. I mean, it's not a strong year for scores, and it's certainly not Hans Zimmer's best score. But I think when you know, I need the, to come up with a new tagline. Now. Yeah, I know. Yes, now it's that he's like, won his Oscar, that's, it's not like I've done a Hans Zimmer one. For, <laughs> yeah, since I know. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think what he did was amazing, but I don't think it stands up as his best, the best score he's ever done. It, nah, but it, but, like it, a, but it was right for the film. It was absolutely like, right for the film. It's like, well, he did Inception and he did Gladiator and he did Interstellar and he did all Twelve Years a Slave and yeah, you know. So we'll give him it for a film that nobody particularly noticed the score for. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that happens a lot. Often people don't win the Oscar for the thing they should have won for, but it's right that they should win. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Like Denzel Washington winning for Training Day and not Malcolm X. 
Best Adapted Screenplay was Coda. Again, I think that all, all, all the awards that Coda won, I think, are because clearly the film has worked. It's, it's kind of reached an audience or anything else and everyone's loved it. Um, I'm not sure who else I'd have given it to. I mean, I do think they did a great job adapting Dune. Um, I'd be amazed if that won a writing award, though, just because the, the, the films like that don't get the... I would have given it to Dune just because of the difficulties Sheer that challenge. David Lynch having made, have, had making it. You've, seen, you've seen someone else fail, right? Yeah, and they did a good job with it this yeah. time. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to begrudge Coda getting the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Just, I would have... Yeah, I think Coda was a popular winner. It's just the way it goes. I mean, yeah. June won the most Oscars uh, uh, this year of any film. It won like six Oscars. No one else won very many. That's interesting. <clears throat> it's. I mean, it's like the if you look at the the winners. I think apart from that, the next most Oscars is like three awards. Yeah. Um, and you know, Power of the Dog was big favorite for a winner. Only won one Oscar. So they definitely spread them around. But June kind of swept up like a, a bunch of awards for you know just how well made it was. To be honest. <clears throat> Best and original screenplay, Kenneth Branagh. I'm I'm well behind that. I thought it was terrific. It's good to see Branagh with an yeah. award. Um, it's very very well written. I mean, I thought Licorice Pizza was great. I thought that was a very well written film. Don't Look Up was nominated, but I don't think Don't Look Up entirely worked. I think it would have been weird if that won Best Screenplay. Um, yeah. Best animated short is the next one. I don't know anything about these winners. Um, and Best live action short. The only thing I know about that is that the winner was uh, a film that Riz Ahmed was involved in. So Riz Ahmed is now an Academy Award winner, which yeah. is cool. He's thoroughly, you know, thoroughly just delighted for that. Um, I think he's really good. Um, talked about Best Sporting Actor. Best Film Editing was June. I think that's kind of... It's weird that Power of the Dog was nominated for its editing because I thought it was really poorly edited, but I think June was just so brilliantly made. Um Best makeup was Eyes of Tammy Faye. I think that's kind of inevitable because they made Jessica Chastain look like a completely different person. Yeah. Um, best animated feature was Encanto. I mean, I haven't seen many of the films on this list. I mean, I know Raya and the Last Dragon. Of of, the, of what I've seen of the films, like the trailers and stuff, I thought Raya and the Last Dragon looked the most interesting. But I know Encanto was, you know, a lot of people loved it. So fair play. Have you seen any of these nominated? No, I've kind of given up Flea, on Disney anim- I've kind of given up on Disney animated films. I do, um, I do, I do have to say I like some of the non-Disney animations that are coming out. That's why I'm looking. I'm going to try and watch Raya and the Last Dragon because I thought that was really good. I liked Kubo and the Two Strings. If you saw that, you know people are doing something a bit different with animation. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Pixar's still good, but you know, it, it feels like a little bit. They don't seem to have as much of a point of difference as they used to. Those Disney films now, do they? Yeah, I don't know. When Pixar films started getting shit, I didn't really have any incentive to watch animated films anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's if someone if someone catches my eye, really. Otherwise, like you, I'm not super bothered. Best documentary feature was always going to be Summer of Soul. <clears throat> That's where they yeah. obviously they've listened to us because we gave that we gave the award for that in our <laughs> double reel awards. Best documentary short, I know nothing about. Best original song. I mean, it's almost customary for the Bond film to win that now. And I, th- I, I, I thought it was fine. The the Bond theme that Billie Eilish did. I, I certainly better than the Sam Smith thing. Um, don't really know any of the other um, songs on there. Except the they did <coughs> they did uh, Beyonce's song for King Richard at the start of the ceremony, and I thought that was dog shit. So I'm glad that didn't win. <laughs> um, best cinematography, June, inevitable. Best international feature. I'm actually sorry I didn't get around to seeing this. Drive My Car is a Japanese film. 
it looks really good. It's got great reviews, and it's one best international feature. Was like what used to be called best foreign film. The only way to watch it was to pay like twelve quid or fifteen quid on a on a service I don't have. I'm going to try and get around to see that because that, it seems really good. That drive my car. The, the, it sounded really interesting. It's about someone who's forms a real attachment to the person they're acting as a chauffeur for, and it's it, I don't know. It sounds right up my street. Best production design is Dune. Yeah, it's winning all the technical ones, isn't yeah. it? Best visual effects is Dune. And now we're on to the biggies now. I mean, best actress was Jessica Chastain, um, who won ahead of Olivia Coleman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. I mean, I'm pleased for Jessica Chastain because I think she's done some great stuff. I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's kind of... Part of me thinks she's playing a real-life character. She had to undergo a physical transformation for it. Um, and it's quite an unusual character story. So it's kind of an inevitable win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I like Jessica Chastain. I think she's terrific, so I don't have a problem with her winning. I, this is this is an area where I, I... I mean, you saw Kristen Stewart as Spencer, and would you have... Not, no. Not, notwithstanding you hated the film, what did you think of her performance? No. Uh, she... I think she could have been... Could have done a better performance under a better director. So it's not her fault, but... No, it's not her fault, but she was basically just told to do the Diana head tilt and do the kind of thing she did with her hands and stand with her shoulders the way she used to stand with her shoulders, and that was basically it. And and, and I've got the feeling with Olivia Colman, they're not going to give her another Oscar straight away. Do you know what I mean? I I know they've done that before. Like, um, you know, uh, Tom Hanks won two pretty close together, and so did uh, Jodie Foster. But I get the feeling with Olivia Colman, at the moment, it's, ah, she's just won one. That is probably what they say when they're voting. Yeah, and I think apart from Kristen Stewart, all the other ones have won Oscars, so it was nice for Jessica Chastain to win it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, apart from that, what have we got? We've got, uh, obviously, Best Actor now. Um, I mean, this will forever be kind of uh, remembered for what Will Smith did on the ceremony more than what he did in the film. Um, Have you seen King Richard? Uh, no, I was going to, and then I kind of chose not to after he slapped Chris Rock. So, yeah, he's yeah. kind of he's kind of blotted his copy. It, you know what's interesting about Will Smith is that his career has been kind of notable for how he's tried to steer clear of anything too controversial. And then when he wins an Oscar, it's the most controversial Oscar win in years because of the the circumstance. But it is quite ironic. Um, yeah. you, you think that? I mean, might he have won for Ali? If Denzel Washington mm. had got if if Denzel Washington had got his deserved award for um, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm X, X back in the day, yeah. and then when Training Day came along, that it wasn't like Jesus, we've got outstanding business here. If Denzel doesn't win an Oscar, this is going to be embarrassing. Should he have won it for that? He was he was first in line to to play Django in Django Unchained, but he decided it was going to be a bit too controversial and didn't do it. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. He won't have done that film because Jade will have told him not to. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I, it's a shame because it seemed like a really interesting one. From what I saw from like the trailers and all that stuff, it was a kind of, okay, he's trying something there, and that, that seems quite interesting. And it was a story that I didn't really know a lot about. I never knew much about the Williams sisters' dad. And then there was lots of like... I'd kind of heard that he was kind of one of those typical tennis dads who had driven them on to succeed, but I didn't yeah. really know any of the detail. And you kind of thought, okay, this is an interesting story with a good actor. We We can get on board with this. And I was all prepared to watch that that film for this Oscars chat, and I thought, "Fuck him, no." Yeah, I, know, I mean, I think when the dust settles and it's kind of a little bit easier to watch the film without all the outside baggage influencing it, I would like to see it because you know, I do think he's a very good actor, and he hasn't often done films 
where you would think he was an awards contender, and it's always interesting to see him have a crack at that. Um, I'll watch that film when he leaves Jada Pinkett. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking that should be his next step. Um, <laughs> I mean, Denzel Washington as Macbeth. I do want to get around to seeing that because I bet that's good. I bet he's yeah, good as Macbeth. Francis McDormand's good as well. Yeah, I mean, that's just a fucking no-brainer, isn't it? No, um, no. Yeah, definitely was. I, I, I struggle to see it like... I, I do kind of begrudge paying fucking shitloads for something only on streaming, um, but I'm going to try and see that. Um, and now it comes to Best Director... I mean, look, well, let's talk. Let's yeah. talk about Coda quickly. So I think, I think with, with the best with the best picture films, I mean, we can we can do this sort of quite dispassionately. Coda is one of the few films on on the list I haven't seen. I haven't seen um, uh, Drive My Car, but I do want to get around to seeing it. I think it's even post Parasite. I don't think it's that often that a foreign film is going to win Best Picture. But I would like to see it and see what I think. Um, I haven't seen King Richard. To be fair, that's the other one, and I haven't seen Coda, but I have seen all the others. I think definitely we've talked before about why films win best picture it's 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 voted for on a proportional representation type thing where everyone you don't just say which one you like you do your top five don't you something like that so it might you might even have to do your top 10 but whatever it is they get a ranking so what that means is a film that some people absolutely love and other people weren't weren't keen on like for example raging bull right is 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 is, might struggle to, to win awards in that setting Whereas a film that everyone likes, especially because it's quite uplifting and a film that people kind of have some, you know, time for because it's it, it's quite feel good, is always going to do better. You know, you look at the films that have won this; it's often the films that give people a, a warm feeling inside, which is not a criticism of that film. It's that sometimes it can be a harder sell when a film is a bit bleaker. Um, good, you know, it's still ludicrous that Goodfellas didn't win Best Picture, but Dances with Wolves has got a real, even though it's a, got a slightly sad ending, it's it's got it. It, it's it's designed to be uplifting, whereas the last half hour of Goodfellas is, is designed to replicate the cocaine come down of a gangster who's falling apart. And it's yeah. such a jittery, kind of grim way to finish a film. And it's a very edgy film all in. It's not surprising. I bet that had more ones that, than any other film that year, but lots of other people would have voted for other, you know, for Dances of Wolves. Everyone would have given Dances of Wolves a good score. Not everyone would have given Goodfellas a good score. Do you know what I mean? Because the film would divide people a little bit. That's probably why everyone liked Coda. Do you know what I mean? I would have loved to see Belfast win because I thought it was a wonderful film. I really liked it. I thought Licorice Pizza was amazing. I really loved Nightmare Alley. Um, I'm glad Power of the Dog didn't win. That would have pissed me off. <laughs> I wouldn't have had too many complaints if West Side Story had won because it musicals have been over-rewarded at the Oscars. But if you know Spielberg on top form making a really good film that just happens to be not what I'm into... I wouldn't have complained about him winning, but Coda, fine, sure. I mean, would you, you know, of those nominees, what would you have given it to? Best Picture. Yeah, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. I think because it was such a travesty the first time they tried to make it, I would have given it to Dune. That would have been an interesting one. I, I still think with Dune, as much as I, I love it, and it was one of my birthday presents was to get it on, on Blu-ray, um, I'm still waiting for the second half, and then I'll probably think that the, the completed film is one of my favourites ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I, I mean, I thought June was great. I thought it's terrific. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with Coda winning it. It's another one I'm going to try and get around to watching because I, I know they're not the same film, not the same subject matter, but I'm, I'm glad the awards season last year brought um, Sound of Metal to my attention and, and got me to watch it. See, I think that's what the award ceremony is for. It's to make you see something like Moonlight or Amadeus. We go, oh, is that good, is it? I'll, I'll watch that. Do you know what I mean? 
So I'm glad it's got some recognition, even though, you know. So what that leaves us is, is Best Director, which I have a few things to say about this. You might not be surprised. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, the Best Director nominations were Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, sorry if I've mispronounced that, for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, and the winner was Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Um, I don't know what you thought of, of that win. I thought Power of the Dog was pretty overrated. Yeah. Um, yes. I didn't hate it as much as you did. I just, it was boring. It wasn't yeah. a film for me. It was boring. Um, you can totally tell that they filmed it in New Zealand. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, my, my problem with the film, and obviously it hasn't won Best Picture. This is, a, this is a completely different kind of debate. But about the film itself, the key scene for me is that the, there are some scenes in the middle where Benedict Cumberbatch's character is meant to be tormenting Kirsten Dunn's character. Yeah. And it's I'm I'm not it's not that I take Benedict Cumberbatch's character's side in the story. I get that he's the, a bad character and that he's mistreating her. I get it, and I get that she's tormented and upset by what he's done. But when you actually watch the film, you think, "Fuck, is that all he did?" Do you know what I mean? Huh. It actually ends up portraying Kirsten Dunst's character as quite weak and easily sort of like easily kind of beaten because there isn't enough. There should have been much more of that oppressiveness in his performance. And in and in the scenes that take place in the film, and I don't understand why they didn't actually play that up because the rest of the film doesn't make any fucking sense if that's all that's happening between those characters. Because what you see in the film is stuff that I personally, and I'm not the thickest of skin people, I'd been able to ignore most of the shit he was doing. So I just think it portrayed what he was trying to portray very poorly. And then at the end, when it when this, the story plays out the way it did, you go, really? That happened because of that? Fucking hell. Um, and and I just think if you want to if you want to talk about a, a good film about gay cowboys, Brokeback Mountain is still your still your film. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you if you want a period setting where everything's really oppressive, there are millions of films done better than like this. Lady Macbeth, off the top of my head, but loads of films that tell that story of like f- people kind of destroying each other because they're trapped with each other. I just thought, fuck it, I'm not. This is just a, not a very good version of this story, and. Jane Campion, hugely overrated director already, and she's a hugely overrated person to have won a Best Director Oscar. Um, if you look at the people who've won, uh, who've not won a Best Director Oscar, I know some of them are still making films, so could still win it. But he, just the list of directors who've never won Best Picture: Orson Welles, Stanley Kubrick, Alfred Hitchcock, Quentin, Taran- them, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino has made eight films that are better than anything Jane Campion's ever done, and he's only made nine films. Paul Thomas Anderson, Spike Lee, Sidney Lumet, Ingmar Bergman, Robert Altman, Federico Fellini, Sergio Leone. And I just think... Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. I mean, he could still win something. I I thought he was the biggest kind of snub last year. I thought he did two good films. And I think The Last Duel was was excellent. Last Duel wasn't just good. Last Duel was excellent. Last Duel is one of his best films in in years and years and years. And I think it's it's a real shame that that was snubbed the way it does because I think it was well made and well done and told a timely story really well. I mean, if you want to talk about how, whatever point the paradox trying to make, how well it gets its point across versus how well does the last duel get its point across? Really fucking well. Do you know what I mean? No. Uh, not, not just the main bit about Jodie Comer's character and how she's been mistreated, but the way it the way it 
captures the other three characters uh adam driver matt damon ben affleck he, he really kind of shows those characters for who they are do you know what i mean and jodie comer's story comes through across all of that you know i thought much much better um i think i think the real thing that really pissed me off about jane campion is this and, and it, it, it's been completely forgotten because of all the other controversy this year but one of the other rewards that she won she got up to make a speech and the Williams sisters were in the audience and she said something like, oh yeah, I love the Williams sisters. They've been really inspiring, but you know, at least they weren't competing against the men. And it was as if she was almost saying, oh, well, I deserve this more, you know, more, more because I, you know, because of my achievements. I just think, fucking hell. Is she trying to suggest that she's the Serena Williams of film directors? Because she's not even the fucking Tim Henman. Or Tim Henman. I just think, how many people would have the nerve, right, first of all, right, let me unpack this. First of all, Serena and Venus Williams have competed against men because they've competed in mixed doubles, right? So Serena Williams has stood in front of a man serving 130 mile an hour serves at her head, okay? So she has physically competed with a man, right? Secondly, her achievements are fucking immense. And if if Jane Campion is trying to suggest that she has overcome prejudice in her field more than two black women in an elite sport like tennis, which is all about rich people, she can get to fuck. But in any event, how many people have got the nerve to compare their achievements in their field to that of Serena Williams. Yeah, you better have won about 100 Oscars then. I mean, I, I reckon if you went to any, like, list any filmmaker who you think is the best, whether you love Tarantino, whether you love Scorsese, whether you love Catherine Bigelow, any, any of these people, and ask them, are you the Serena Williams of film directors? They would all go, steady on. Do you know what I mean? I don't have one fucking 20, yeah, 20 majors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just think you've got to have some fucking balls to kind of compare yourself to them like that. And it's it's just not necessary. She is one of the luckiest fucking people in our world. She's got two Oscars, right? Yeah, it, make, it makes me annoyed that it annoys me that Christopher Nolan didn't make something like Interstellar now because it would have swept up this year at the Oscars. Or I mean, if didn't if, make Inception now because they would have swept up at the Oscars. Like any Christopher Nolan film that isn't Dunkirk or Tenet would have uh, like that. I think that's why he's making Oppenheimer. But yeah, that I, I was about to say to Oppenheimer is going to be perfect. Clean yeah. up the Oscars. Yeah, yeah I mean Dun- Dunkirk could have done the job, but he didn't. It wasn't. He, shit. he didn't do what he should have done with that film. But yeah, I agree. I think, um, look, it's unfair to single out Jane Campion as the most kind of, you know, you know, someone who's lucky to win an Oscar. Lots of people are lucky to win an Oscar. Fucking Gwyneth Paltrow has an Oscar. But you know what I mean? Most people have enough fucking sense to stand up and say, thank you very much and fuck off home before they change their mind. You know what I mean? And I just don't get, to, of all things, to stand up and compare yourself to the fucking Williams sisters like that. What a bell end. I mean... In terms of snubs, I mean, we, I mean, we gave. You know, who gives a shit about our awards? But w- when we were talking about what we thought the best films of last year were, it's hard to completely compare because the time slots are different. We go full calendar year, and for because of the way COVID disrupted schedules, this year it was March to like early January for the for the for the Oscars. So it's not entirely like for like. But the things that we gave more kind of like we gave the last duel a lot more recognition. Um, we thought Harriet Walter was hard, you know, I, I think Harriet Walter was hard done by not to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress, for example. Um, I think David Lowery was unlucky not to be credited more for what he did on The Green Knight. Um, are there any big snubs that stand out for you this year? You mean in terms of things that were nominated or just in general? Things that weren't nominated, things that were nominated and should have won, you know, do you think... Yeah, do you, well, the last duel should have won at least two Oscars. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, production design and stuff like that. 
I mean, speaking speaking of Oscar snubs, we were talking about Gangs of New York. Can you imagine that someone else won the Oscar for set design ahead of Gangs of New York that year? Some of these people have some of these people have no fucking idea. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Harriet Walter she sh- she should at least have been nominated for um, for Best Supporting Actress. When you see some of the other people who nominated, no offense to them, and I, she probably wouldn't have won against Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. That's the perfect you know thing to win an Oscar these days, not and, and ever actually. Um, the, Ariana DeBose is the second person to win an Oscar for playing that character in that film because uh, Rita Moreno won for this exactly the same part and exactly the same film before. It was almost uh-huh. inevitable. It's a it's a classic musicals part. It's like one of the great roles. Um, but I think Harriet Walter certainly deserved to be nominated. Um, I mean, in general, I thought this this looks a bit more like a real list of films than last year did. I do think the Oscar voters shouldn't be allowed to just vote on films that people have only watched at home. I think it's better when films have been seen in the cinema because the audience makes its presence felt a bit more in that circumstance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So overall, I think as a, you know, I think this is a, it's fine. I think this film's, I mean, like Coda is a good example. Coda has come from nowhere to win some Oscars because the film got out, got seen, and a lot of people loved it. And I think that's, that's better than last year where he just felt like the Oscars were went, we'll give the film to our favourite person or some person who's made, we think has done the most worthy thing. Um, I think it's got to work as a movie first and foremost, and this film is better than that. It's certainly not the worst kind of... I don't think... If we if we were to do another Oscars review in a few years' time, I don't think many things that happened this year would stick out as great injustices, apart from Jane Campion winning Best Director. Yeah, the rest of them were okay. I do think <coughs> Power of the Dog was utter shite. It was just... It's got American Hustle kind of vibes. Um, yeah. I mean, American Hustle was... I don't know what it is about... Uh, what's the name of the guy I directed that? David... David O. Russell. He's kind of... He went through this period of everybody loving him and he's kind of disappeared now. And I, I, I think it's almost like people have come to their senses that he's not all that good, you know? I think he did... Um, I thought Three Kings was a, a fantastic film and I think he was very lucky they had a really solid script and a great cast and it all came together. And I think the fighter was good because it's a good story and everyone acted it in a, in, a, in a you know really well. But I think there's when he sets out to do a David O. Russell type film, it's like I don't know. Maybe some people love it. Maybe it's like Wes Anderson. Some people absolutely love that shit. So if if David O. Russell does his film, but I remember American Hustle was like a bit of a watershed, wasn't it? It was like halfway through they went, oh shit, how's this got so many awards? And they kind of came to their senses and, and disowned him, didn't they? Yeah. But other than that, I think it was actually a decent year for the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, what what they have said is that the um, this is still a uh, very very poor viewing figures of the actual ceremony second itself. Lowest. Second Even lowest. Second lowest. Was an increase on last year. And last still. last year was the lowest. And I think there's, I guess the worry is, you know, are the Oscars still relevant? No. Because and, and I thought this was interesting because on the on the one hand. It's got a bit of a problem because there are other film award shows that, because they're attached to a festival, you can make a big event out of it. I mean, Cannes goes on for two or three weeks and films get their premiere at Cannes, you know? And they have lots of different types of awards. They have an award for first director. They have an award for, like, unusual films, Uncertain Regard. They have, like, you know, Ridley Scott won a prize at Cannes for his first film because they, they they were able to recognize that's a great debut film. We give that an award. You know what I mean? It's not all about lifetime achievement type awards. Um, 
uh, and you know, and the Venice Film Festival is the same, and Berlin is the same, and London Film Festival is the same. The Oscars can't do that because it's it, you can't have an Oscars festival where all the films get shown there. Do you know what I mean? Because no prestige film would get shown in the calendar year, would it? Because it's supposed to be about what were the best films last year, it's kind of stuck with the format that it's got, and I think people are getting a bit tired of that format. But I guess the question is, what 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 should they do about that? Uh, I don't know. I do. I do see the point of that listener's comment right at the start, saying no one gives a fuck about the Oscars because you know I think people who kind of lost interest in them, they felt like they were being Oscars so white became a whole movement. But I think the problem is that we're so we're so invested in things now, like as a society, we're very opinionated and we can all voice our opinions online. So it feels like there's more of a case of being... Everyone's much more vocal about the Oscars now, so people might just be getting more pissed off than when the per- like the person they wanted to win didn't, or the film that's they a, wanted That's to win a really didn't. good point. I think that's illustrated by the fact that when I watched the 1985 Oscars, I know I was only 12, right? But the fact is there wasn't... I couldn't go and read 15 online articles about who the Oscars runners and yeah, writers are this year. Five or six papers and like the news. Yeah, so I didn't see it. And I, I remember seeing a film in, like nominated that year called White Nights, and it was only nominated for Best Song, but it seemed to get mentioned all the way through the film. White Nights isn't even all that good. It's really interesting for seeing Mikhail Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines dance together, because they're two of the greatest dancers of all time. Um, But it was like the ceremony, like like you're saying, because there's not other means for people to express their opinions, the show carried a lot more of its own authority. Which I guess, like you know, the point you're making is it doesn't do that now because the the ability to have an opinion and the place where opinions are formed is much more spread out. I think it would be a shame if there wasn't an award for the best film of the year, though, that is all, that is about being the best film. Because then it would become like, you know, like the British Music Awards is the Brits, and that every single award is for the best-selling song of the year. It's not about the best music. It's about who sold the most records. Yeah. And I think it would be a shame if there was nothing in the industry that recognised people who've made a film just to make a good film, you know? There are films that have been, you know... I mean, I know this is winning the Oscars, but here's a good example. When Steven Soderbergh and George Clooney made Solaris, they must have suspected that it wasn't going to be a big hit, but they wanted to do it anyway because it was really fucking worth doing. And I think if you look at some of the films that have got a chance because of Oscars, and not every film does, smaller independent films don't, you know, don't do it, but some of the films that I know about because they were Oscar-winning films, like Moonlight, like Amadeus, Films like that that they got a second wind because that because they won Oscars, and people who might otherwise have gone, oh, I'm not sure about this. Where's that on? I'm not sure, but because it's because it wins some awards, you go. Oh, I think I'll go and see that. You know, and you know, films get a chance to be seen, and people get a chance to see something different and really good because because of that awards recognition. So it would be a shame if we lost it. I guess the question is, how are they going to make themselves relevant? I'm not sure what the answer is, but I, I think. It would be a shame to not have it. Otherwise, it'll all be about the box office figures, yeah. which is which would which would make films very dull. It might be that they might, that might need to make the Oscars more of an event. Maybe films that maybe they should screen some films at the Oscars. Maybe they should be like a festival type atmosphere to it. 
I don't know. I think I as much as the Golden Globes are a bunch of racists and only nominate you know full blooded white males, and I mean white, I don't mean like you know any ethnicity that could hint, like hint into it. Even are, even Italian Americans are going to struggle. Yeah, right? no, yeah, no slabs either. Like yeah. full blown waspy Protestants. Yeah. Um, I like how they divvy up the categories. I like how they have best actor in a comedy and a musical, and I like how they have best actor in a, like best picture comedy musical best you know, so, so i mean so comedy and comedy and musical is a weird mix of genres but the idea oh, change, but, change the genres definitely. but the, the idea of the idea of awarding genres would be interesting well it might mean does it does that mean films get more included so you have films like uh you know action films actually get the credit they deserve because action films are like action films are often better than the films that Oscars get nominated for. Well, I mean, there was... Like, I mean, Inception, didn't, Inception didn't win Best Picture, and it is better than any of the last 11 uh, Best Picture winners. Yeah, that's, defi- that's definitely... Than, what, better than Parasite. It, it's, better it's, than, it's definitely a case that genre films, with the exception of musicals, are mistreated at the Oscars. So, I don't know whether it's the divvy up into genres... Um, I, I think that's that. I think that's really interesting. I mean, the, the, they do have a, a slight problem. One of the things that was controversial this year was a lot of the technical awards, like hair and makeup and stuff yeah, like that, weren't, say, weren't yeah. screened. And, and it's like the ceremony's already hours long and TV is paying a lot for the rights and everything else. And uh, that's a... Uh, and, and, yeah, and then a lot of people are going, all right, you, someone just said, you, you try and make a film with no one doing hair and makeup. You can't fucking do it. You know, you can't, you, you need editors, you need all of that stuff. So they, they deserve, and the whole point is <clears throat> the actors are already getting lots of recognition for their films. I mean, Jessica Chastain, right? I'm not sure if the, the Academy Award is going to transfer transform Jessica Chastain's career. Some actors it does, but she's already proven herself to be a very successful and big and, and good actress. And this Oscar just puts a cap on it. it. But someone winning in some of the other categories, when else are they going to be on TV watched by the whole country, you know? I think it's very harsh to leave them out. But the problem is if you add more rewards, that that pressure is going to go. So maybe they need to say, actually, the Oscars is a a series of events. And actually, how much, whether it whether it gets shown on network TV and gets lots of viewers on network TV is almost beside the point. Because since when was having lots of viewers on network TV very important anymore? That's not even very important to TV series anymore. I mean, Breaking yeah. Bad's one of the biggest shows of all time. I remember this is a this is a weird reference, but when uh, Aaron Paul was a, a guest on Top Gear, the Jeremy Clarkson show, he walked in and everyone's on their feet, roaring, and it's all oh, Breaking Bad. It's great. You're so great from Breaking Bad. And then Jeremy Clarkson says, oh, you know, not one of my favorite, but he says, isn't it weird that everyone knows who you are and your show's never even been shown on British TV? So <laughs> for TV, TV series don't worry about TV ratings the way they used to, and yet the Oscars still does. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem is the Oscars shouldn't be forcing CBS or fucking whoever does it to pay them millions and millions of pounds for the TV rights because there's a million ways that they could be seen by just as many people. Do you know what I mean? They could go out live. Go out live on some other platform. They could be on fucking anything. And they could have, tonight, we're doing some of the awards and someone's going to win Best Horror Movie and Best Action Film and Best This, That and the Other. And you have a whole... You know, it doesn't have to be one night, three hours, like, and because who cares about who cares about like viewing figures on TV anymore? Yeah, um, I think a lot of the Oscars. It's not that I disagree with the Oscars, but it is quite long, and there are a lot of awards to get through. And let's be real, 
no one really gives a shit about best international short documentary kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the, that's a shame, and it means a lot to those people that have put effort into making that thing. But the majority of people are there to see the big ones, the 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 acting roles, the best picture, the best director. But if you're you know if I you're mean? viewing the awards on it on several different events and reviewing the awards in a few different ways, you could have you could have links to the to the, to the best short, and everyone. Everyone who's interested in the Oscars say, oh, yeah, I'll tune into that. And then you actually click on a link and watch the whole movie. More people might actually see those movies if you change the format. Do you know what I mean? These short films and stuff, you could show that part of the ceremony in a way that gets more people watching it. I do I do think they need to get rid of some of them. Like sound editing and sound mixing. Best achievement in sound. There you go, sorted. Yeah, the I mean it's it's interesting because I think they have like they have American Cinematographer Awards and they have kind of editing specialist awards for that. But I think you could best if, achievement in zone. There but, you go. But if you if you spread things around a little bit, you could have you know the Academy could have like a special a special section where they get really down. It, do you know what I mean? So look, it's not it's not an Oscar night, but we're actually going to do a bunch of awards that might not be of interest to the industry. Do you know what I mean? And maybe no yeah. one's watching, but we can give those out, and they can be. You could do that in a really innovative way because if you if you're doing more awards about sound and technical, there are ways in which someone who's a bit clever could kind of do something that plays with sound and stuff like that as part of the part of the show, and it might only be being shown online somewhere. Do you know what I mean? It's not on primetime telly on a Sunday night, you know. And the other problem with these ceremonies is that it's a bit of a hiding to nothing for 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 the people that are, that are presenting them because the idea of being an Oscar host it's it's more trouble than it's worth now. Some people get announced as an Oscar host, and because they told an off-color joke on Twitter five years ago, they can't present it anymore. They've tried all of these different ways to host the awards, and then Chris Rock comes on. He's clearly not that bothered about hosting. He hasn't brought his best material. Do you know what I mean? I'm not criticizing him in, per se. He that's that's not Chris Rock's best fucking engagement of the year is presenting that award on the night. You know, so having a big ceremony where they actually pay a big person to present it is not even that's a hassle. It's a hassle for all concerned, and it's like at the end of the day, you go, "Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad the host was funny." You know, yeah. there's actually a bunch of ways that you can present things now. It's like the difference between trailers fifty years ago and trailers now. I mean, once upon a time, every trailer had a voiceover in a world, and they explained the whole thing. But then Ridley Scott came along and did the trailer for Alien, and he didn't know there was no voiceover because he just went, "I'll show, I'll show you a montage of of what the film's about." And now all trailers are like that. You can pre- you can present awards in a bunch of different ways. It doesn't require you to say, right, is Ricky Gervais free? Do you know what I mean? Ricky, write some jokes, but don't make them too controversial. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not... There's a lot of aspects of actually staging the ceremony which are not worth the trouble and might be dragging the Oscars down. Because I still think it's a big thing to be an Oscar winner. Do you know what I mean? If someone says Academy Award winner, Academy Award nominee, that's still a mark of quality. That's the and only it, thing that holds any weight, though. And that's the thing, though. Maybe the fact is that... turn. Pinning it all on this ceremony on a Sunday night on primetime American TV is is too much of a priority, and maybe they should try and do something else with it, and then we'd all be a lot happier. Mm. Yeah, maybe. It is. It is interesting though, because you know, just because something was the way you did things seventy years ago, there's no guarantee that that's going to going to carry on, and uh, yeah. it, would, it, it, it would be a shame. It would be a shame to lose. A big award, you know, even though they're 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 essentially a bit silly, but there aren't that many ways that films get rewarded just for being good. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I reckon they'll they'll hold this format till at least the hundredth ceremony. So that's like another six years, and then yeah, maybe they'll change it up. Maybe may, if 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 they were smart, what they could do is they could carry on with this format, but they could try experimenting with a few other side things as well, and see see what the reaction is. But we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's our that's our big conversation for this month. Unless you've got anything else to add, mate, I think it's been an interesting Oscars, and I, and I do think it was worth talking about the people who won awards and the people who made films rather than the one thing that made headlines on the night. Yeah. That's all for this month's episode of Double Reel. Thanks for listening and for making it all the way to the end. Thanks also to my co-host, James Adamson. The podcast was edited in Audacity and hosted on Anchor FM. We are grateful for their continued support. The music was Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod. Battle Royale is available on disc or digital copy or through the Shudder subscription via Amazon. The Making of Shantaram has a few online articles you can read, but the story is still unfolding as they aim to release the TV series. Outside of Double Reel, you can find us both hosting a non-film related podcast, The Adamson's Versus. Our latest episode, The Adamsons vs. The Dead Frenchwoman, is out now. So this is me, James Adamson, signing off, and... This is me, James Adamson, signing off. Our next episode will be our regular episode 25 next month. Keep an eye out for any special episodes we decide to do in future. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe and tell your friends. Until next time, stay safe, watch lots of films, and may your life be as awesome as you pretend it is on social media. And, fuck, it's been about 45 minutes since Hans Zimmer last won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs>